it's worth it. Do you think it's worth it? Yes. In fact, if, if there's if there's any regret I have about this business, I should have started earlier. Ooh. That's the only thing. Hello, everyone. I'm Yvonne Edoto, and this is Beautiful My Podcast. And welcome back to Beautiful Mind Podcast. How are you doing? How was your September? Welcome to the month of October. I have a great feeling about this month. The last episode ended with us sharing tips on how to succeed as an entrepreneur. And in this episode, I have with me a businesswoman. Do you know how much it will cost to start your own business? Listen, in today's episode, my guest shares on the beginning side of starting your own business, how to leverage social media as a marketing platform, the challenges of balancing, running a business, dentistry profession, and a family, and what medical school should do to prepare you for the business world. Join me in welcoming... Dr. Rolayo Lashebikon, the Ankara dentist. So how did you get an idea? How did you get the idea of starting the Ankara dentist okay. business? Okay, um I have never really liked lace. Why? It itches my body. Most times when I wear lace, it just itches me. So when I was yeah, really I'm little. Very itchy too, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am the kind of person that I have if you give me Ankara or lace, I'll go for Ankara. I've been wearing Ankara since I can't even remember when I remember my twenty first birthday. One of my outfits was Ankara Iran Buba. So I the business actually started because I used to wear Ankara to church a lot. And then I'll just hear around them, oh, where do you get fabric from? Where do you get fabric from? And I'll most times I'll just be like, I bought it as in where do you get fabric from? So someone told me, Why don't you start selling these fabrics i would buy i was like eh. so i said okay I, I spoke to my aunt about it there was somebody who wanted me to start buying from her but she's in Ibadan. my so my aunt was not like ah, how would somebody be selling how would you be in lagos and you'd be buying fabric from somebody in Ibadan? that why don't you start yourself this was like october or september or something october what year last year 2016. 2016 so i was a bit nervous because you know i was like ah, start a business how will it be would people buy then I prayed about it, but I just wasn't sure. And then after my house job, actually, didn't, I didn't have a lot. Okay, I had money saved up for something else, but I wasn't saving money for my business or anything. One day, I just had that check in my spirit, like, stand up and go and go to Balogun and start this business. I was like, okay. So I told Tiwataya that I'm going to Balogun tomorrow. Who is Tiwataya? Oh, okay, Tiwataya is my husband. Right. That <laughs> I'm going to Balogun tomorrow to buy fabrics okay. and i was like okay and then i remember walking to balogun that day with no idea of where i was going i just knew that okay they sell ankara on the streets and then i walked in there i had thirty thousand naira and then i bought fabrics and i brought it home and i remember that day when i got home i, I was staying with my uncle then his sister came stuck him to the house and they saw my fabric and she's like ah, i like this fabric and she bought it on the, like that day so this was december i started um, I put up a few pictures. I showed my friends, a few people. Okay, let me just buy to encourage Rolayo. Then, so from the money from that, I took it back to the market. Um, got got more fabrics, 
money from that to get it back, got more fabrics. I was just doing that back and forth. Then I started working like a week after. I started working in a dental clinic. So I just told those ones, okay, I sell fabrics. They also bought. But by that time, it, was, it still wasn't really anything. But um, we're going to Ibadan for Christmas. And then I just took some fabrics to Ibadan along with me. And I didn't come back to Lagos with any fabric. I sold everything out. So that okay by that time my curiosity now went okay i think you can actually do this then people in church my my first customers were church people and then i didn't even have a name i think i was not even sure what name to use then randomly somebody off twitter called me um she just wanted to greet me and i was like ah oh, my ankara dentist i was like okay that'll make for a nice name and that's that actually how the name came about the ankara dentist so yes that's how my business started. So it wasn't like you planned or you kept setting money for the business or you went to like a business school. You took some courses on Coursera. Someone just told you about it. You prayed about it and you went to the market and you did that. So how did you move it to Instagram? Because I know you from Instagram. Okay, even though I know you from way back. But like how did the Ankara dentists move to Instagram? Okay, um, when I started selling fabrics, I used to use my business page, my private page. So, but my private page was private. And um, I had a few complaints about that. Um, people have to follow me first for the buy. But then I was also not too comfortable. I wasn't sure if I was ready to um, expand. Why? Because one of the issues with s- selling online is delivery. And I hadn't figured delivery out yet. But then, like... Every step, you have to just try take the next step. So I decided to open a business page, and then I started growing the followers little by little. But it was just that step of let me see how this will go. And then I opened the business page. I didn't have after that. I realized I didn't have a logo. I didn't have um. I didn't have a logo. I didn't have. I actually didn't have anything planned when I opened my business page. It was just a few fabrics. I had not. I didn't plan it. So I just took something. There was one free logo maker like that I used, and, if, and my logo was very ugly. It didn't even look like. I remember someone telling me. I don't even remember. Me, it. <laughs> I don't even want anybody to remember. I remember someone telling me, ah, this thing doesn't even look like it's. It doesn't even portray anything you're doing. So I remember my first logo was made by my brother-in-law. Okay. So that's today, and I just told him, "Ask can you help me make a logo?" And I told him I just wanted a woman wearing Ankara. Okay. So he. He basically just took pictures from fabrics that I had sold, some of my favorite fabrics. Yeah. And then he now made me, he made me like um, five different, five, five different, um, like five women wearing the, wearing Ankara. And that's how, that's how my logo came about. And I love my logo. I don't think I'm changing it anytime soon. It's just very simple, very different and stuff. So, yes. <laughs> now that you had a business for up to two years now, what are the things you have learned so far? That's before you go to the things you wish you knew. What do you know about people on Instagram? How people bag in? How you promote stuff on Instagram? How they pick their fabrics? I saw a tweet where you said that it's not the it, most of the time it's not the fabrics that get the most likes that sell out. Mm-hmm. It's always the ones people like. I mean, they might not like it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say about? Okay, so from from my short experience selling online, I can tell you that. First, okay, when I first started, I didn't used to put my prices up because, you know, I was worried about competition. I was worried about, okay, if this person is also selling and they see that her own is cheaper than my own, people probably buy from that person. But I have learned that 
the sky is big enough for all birds to fly. No matter, except you're making it yourself and you have exclusive rights to it. Someone else is selling it. They just Maybe they just haven't found that person yet. What will make you different is maybe your customer service, your delivery, the extra things that you add to your brand. Maybe if you... If you, if you deliver on time, if you deliver faster, if you're doing international deliveries, if you're offering discounts, if they are buying something from you and you're putting something on top. For example, there was a time I was, um, December last year, I made this Ankara Dentist Key Holders. And then I added it to all, all my fabric, anybody who purchased more than 5,000 naira. And I had customers who were buying just because they wanted a key holder. Yes, I thought I was going to get one. <laughs> Unfortunately... I didn't know it was going to move that fast, so I made just 100. Oh. And it, it ran out like it was so fast. So um, they're coming back. I actually plan to bring them back because yeah. I can see. So, yes, yeah, you get, you you get, get, your, you get your key holder. <laughs> then um, another thing I, I, I have noticed from online businesses is that putting your price up is important because you also have to remember that you are a co- Imagine you're a customer and you want to buy something. The mere fact that... Once you come to my page, you know how much it is. It's, it will do one or two things. It will either scare you away or will make you stay. The fact that you don't have an idea of how much something is, but you know how much it is. There are pages that I go to, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, this thing is nice. It's probably expensive. And until you ask, you know, I realize that, oh, I can actually afford that. So putting my price up has helped because I have customers who you don't think I'm cheating you. I'm not giving you a different price when you enter my DMs. I don't, this is how much it is. I'm upfront about it. And I've noticed more people are actually beginning to do that, putting up their prices and yeah. things. And it helps. It helps It helps you because it's straightforward. Then another thing that I, I did with my business was when I first started, I used to sell exclusively six yards. Oh, okay. Because, well, it's easier to sell six yards. But then I realized that, for the far as I was as I was growing in the business, I realized that not everybody needs six yards. Some people I probably use less than two yards. two yards, three yards, because what are they sewing and stuff? So, um, I became more flexible with my with my um, with how I sell fabrics. There's some fabrics I still sell only six yards, but I decided to include two You're yards, really three yards that I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> two yards, three yards, four yards, and stuff like that, so that more people can buy fabrics. Then, with likes and followership, well, I'm learning that um, likes are good, but don't don't put too much attention on people liking your post or you know people um, put good content out there. You will get followers. You will get people who want to buy. You don't always. You don't always have to be looking for engagement and people asking you questions. Yes, was the thing is for me. What's the point of having one thousand views weekly and then I'm getting nobody's one and nobody's anything. buying anything? Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not focused on my on my on my how do I put it on number of views I'm getting. Views don't views don't get to me in that sense. Or oh, there's a picture. Uh, there are pictures that you get there. You see 200 and something likes. And at the end of the day, that fabric is still in your closet. You've not sold it to anybody. It's not, the likes are not, it's not generating cash for me. I'd rather have money in my account than likes on Instagram. Instagram is making their own money. Me, I need to make my own money. That's how I see the likes thing. And well, some people, some people are not happy with that tweet because they felt like, well, we, we are supporting you. I appreciate the support. I tell my friends, even if you can't buy, like my post and all those things, just retweet. Because most of my customers now are not even people I know. There are people who I do not know who saw 
who saw the Ankara dentist on someone's phone, who saw who saw it on someone's WhatsApp, who saw it on um, somebody someone else's Instagram, someone else's someone else retweeted it to their own CEO. So, but just don't don't get your head clouded by oh you have you 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 now have three thousand followers. So, wow, you have three thousand followers. Another thing I learned is that um, sales. Wow, you'd be surprised at how much people love oh, giveaways. Sales. Giveaways. I don't really no. like giveaways. <laughs> the thing about giveaways is that there's giveaways are good because, but for me, the reason why I'm not too pro giveaways is it's limited. Not everybody can participate in a giveaway. Even if I can't give away 20 fabrics, I mean, that won't work. But if I tell you I'm doing a sales, you, you have, everybody has an equal chance. Just bring your money. You're getting it for a cheaper price. And for me, I think sales drives traffic because I think even if even if what you're taking off is hundred naira, people just like to feel like they got a good bargain. And of course, I'm not taking off hundred naira, but people just like the feeling of yes, I got a good bargain. It's just how you walk into a shop and you see. I, I mean, I've I've done it. I, I can hear oh, these people are having sales, and because of that, I'm just going to check their page because ah, it's sales now. You don't know what you're going to get. Even when you're not checked, yeah. These people have calculated the thing now. Maybe what you are just getting off is 500 now. But well, yeah, you shall got it cheaper than what you normally have gotten it for. So yeah, that's that's another thing I've learned from social media. Then social media is tricky in the sense that people are out to draw blood. Ah, Lord God. They are just looking, as in, you have to be so careful because one bad comment and they are ready to drag you. They are ready to, they are ready to call you out to say, ah, so, 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 person sold this to me. When I bought it, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. And then, you know, next thing, eh, you just see retweets. Nobody remember all the good ones you sold, though. And all the, and all the nice things that they bought from you and stuff. Or maybe somebody said something, and then by the time you see, they'll have put them, conversation screenshots, they'll have edited the thing, and it's, <laughs> we see all these things. And I, my big prayer, I tweeted something, you said, I was like, may you not have a customer that allows you to offend God. Because... You'll be so surprised at how at how bad things can go, and so it's it's basically about keeping people happy. Well, you have to be humble. That's that's one thing I've learned. You know, being a being a being a. Sometimes I look at myself. I'm like, when some people call me, and you now there was a particular customer that just called me randomly. She was talking to me like I was the scum of the earth. And in my mind, I'm like, Madam, I'm a doctor. Yes, I know I'm selling Ankara, but you can't walk into my clinic and talk to me like this. As in, it's not going to happen. But then I remember that, well, she's not coming to me as the dentist. She's coming to me as Ankara dentist who wants to buy fabrics. At the end of the day, it's, ah, yes, ma. Okay, ma. Whatever you want, ma. And customer is happy, I'm happy. That's, that's priority. Just, I hope you like your fabrics. I hope you come back. I hope you tell your friends about me. And that you come back and you buy more, basically. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> That was a long response. I like that. How important has your network of friends online and offline been to the success of your business? Very important. I won't take it for granted. Very. Especially Twitter. I won't take it for granted. Why? Because, because like, one of the reasons why my Twitter account, why I don't have a separate business account for my Twitter is because I like the fact that people are not just buying from the Ankara dentists. They are buying from Rolayo. And... No matter what, the yes, Ankara Dentist is still, for now, it's still one person. It's still a person. So it is important that you associate who I am with the with the brand. 
And it has helped because, you know, sometimes some, some people don't even want, they just want to buy from Rolayo. And that's important. In my friends offline, yes, my friends offline have helped have helped maybe not as much as those online online, but i'm not i don't really hold them for that or anything i don't i don't mind basically they really can't help they're just not online yeah and they're the thing sometimes people don't even know how important this thing is to you that's another thing and you nobody really owes you anything you just have to hustle just have to hustle and push your own if you help me well i appreciate it if you don't well if you patronize me i have friends who have never patronized me before but i don't care one day you will mine is just that did if the day you now want to buy a car or, or you know someone around you want to buy a car the first thing that's popping into your mind should be reliable not someone else's so but online friends yes online friends have i like the fact that you said that nobody owes you anything i think that's one thing you learn when you before one thing you should learn before you start a business is you have to lose every sense of entitlement. Like nobody owes you nothing. It's like this podcast. I remember thinking, okay, you want all your friends to retweet, you want all your friends to comment, they do that, but everybody just moves on. Like nobody owes you anything, really. It's if they like it, and then you see some other people that take it upon themselves to just retweet mm-hmm. your tweets about mm-hmm. it, or always comment or give reviews and feedback. And I don't know how it is with your business on Instagram, but how important are reviews and the comments, even on like on each page? How important are reviews to getting more people to buy your fabric and getting more people to know your brand? Well, reviews are important because, <laughs> like I said, one one bad ne- one bad review can can spin can spin the whole thing. One person can just come and say the fabric she sells washes, and everybody just moves away. But the thing is, personally, I don't like, um, personally, I don't like the whole, I have a conversation with you, you tell me that you like this, and then I now munch it and put it up. I don't like that. Why? I just, I just feel like it's a private conversation. If if you want to heal me, heal me publicly, if you heal me publicly, you've put it out there, I can take that and then retweet, put it on my Instagram. So my own way of reviews is I beg my customers to send me pictures. So when they do that, I put customer appreciation on this. So in a sense, it's like, mm, I'm appreciating you for appreciating me in a sense. And then I put it up there. And it helps because, you know, you see people who want to buy that fabric that someone else wore. And don't even know what to sew with it. And even, style, yes, yes, yes. So that, that works out really well. And it also helps me prove my legitimacy. for it Because and one issue online businesses are having is that a lot of people think they don't um, stock that particular fabric mm-hmm. like you know one thing i always do for example is that i don't i don't i i'm not the kind of person who probably take pictures from some i take my pictures on my rug in my house why because i'd rather have you feel like i have this fabric go i have it that's why you can see the rug on my house and you can see that it's in my house i'll put, post pictures in, as late as possible so that you don't think i'm just taking someone else's work and giving it to you if you want the fabric you can get it from me if as in because i have it and the customer review thing is just so people because I've I've had I've had customers who ask oh all those all those people on your page are they actually from you well they are um, if I if if the picture is not mine I give credit to whoever is the owner of the picture and things but as much as possible I try and encourage my customers send me pictures if it's actually of course that doesn't always work out I mean if it's if I got pictures from all my customers ah I'll be having like two twenty pictures to post every week but. This week, now I think I probably have just three pictures, and I'm sure that this week alone, I've sold nothing less than 50 fabrics. So, where are my pictures? 
please, if oh. you are listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Roller reminds me of the pictures because my picture is somewhere there. <laughs> and don't worry, I've shown some of the fabrics I bought from you. Yeah, so you will see more pictures when you. I get it. And I want to ask you, how have you been able to balance being an entrepreneur, running a business, living in Lagos, and being a dentist? How, how do you manage it all? It's very hard. Very, very hard. My mom said something yesterday and said I've lost weight. And I agree. Why? Because I, it's, I'm, it's not easy. As in, there's no, there's no way to put it. There was a point when I was, I think like last year, like last year, late last year, especially I was, I was really getting tired. I was, I was almost about to just end this thing. Why? Because surely when I was working, in fact, when I was working in my private clinic it was way difficult because I had to, then my hours were stricter. I had to do my eight to four, no, sometimes eight to five, no joke, including Saturdays. So I don't even have time to get new fabrics. I don't have time to post as much. I don't have time to do deliveries and things. But one thing I'm learning is see, yeah, let your money work for you. If, if you are, if you are making, if you are running a business, and you cannot pay for Uber to take your fabric from it, then please close up. You don't need that. If I, if I, if the way my business is, is that there was a point when, okay, if I needed something and I didn't have it and I needed to call my supplier, I'll probably have to go and pick it up from my supplier by myself. But now, there are days when I'll just sit down home, like, no, I don't feel like going anywhere. And I'll call my supplier, call my delivery guy, they'll bring it to me. And I'll wrap it up and I'll send it to you some days. Of course, I still have to, you know, go out. Then another thing I'm learning, see, social media has, social media, WhatsApp especially, has made things so much easier. You don't have to be everywhere at all times. And, you know, you can, you can, you can do so many things. And then I do not promise what I cannot deliver. Hmm. Very important. If you see a fabric and I tell you it is not available, and then you, t- you say, eh, please, can you help me get it? It is not available. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to be lazy. But I don't want you to now come and hold me to it. Another thing that, that I, I, I get a lot is somebody takes a picture of a fabric that they saw on somebody and then they bring it to me. Can I get this fabric? No. Why? Because I don't have it. As in, it's more annoying when I say a fabric. You don't even give me the brand. You don't give me the, the oh, anything. As in, you... All, all fabrics are not the same. It's Ankara, like they are, they are like 20 different brands. So you cannot just take a picture of a fabric that is on somebody and tell me to have it. It doesn't work like that. So once you, uh, do I have it? No. I'm not saying no because I want to send you away or I don't want to attend to you. If I can get it, of course, or if I have it, I will get, I don't have an issue with that. But people, people, like I said, expectations. I don't want anybody to now come and hold me tomorrow and say, you promised this, you didn't get it for me, all those things, all those things. It just doesn't doesn't work out and i'm not i'm not cut out for that balancing it with my job well almost everywhere i work everybody knows that i sell fabrics i don't even i don't lie i don't hide there's no shame in my game i'm not doing anything illegal i'm telling you because i don't know maybe my next customer your patient maybe mm. my next customer okay. I'm, I'm not I'm, i mean <laughs> All the places I've worked, I, there was a place I was working that I, if I didn't even have any fabrics, I sold to probably, probably all the staff, and I don't have any issues with that. Now, the thing is, I don't, if I'm working for you, I'm loyal, so I'm not going to use your time. So, no, 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 I don't, I don't even believe in that. Why? Because one day I'm going to own my own, and I don't want anybody to treat me that way. So, if I'm with you, I'm with you. My head is, my head is there. 
and I'm working, I'm giving you my best, I'm giving you my hours till it's till I'm done. And when I'm done, I go and face my own business. I don't play with I don't I'm not going to use I'm not going to do leave um office hours to go and be doing business, no. Nothing like that. Except if you give me permission to maybe I'm done and then you say, Okay, you can go and hang, can do that, but normal office time, nope. Not going to do that. No, no. Doesn't work like that. It's not easy, but yeah. But it's worth it. Do you think it's worth it? Yes. In fact, if, if there's if there's any regret I have about this business, I should have started earlier. Ooh. That's the only thing. I cannot underemphasize the the um, the importance of having a side hustle. A side hustle, multiple streams of income, salary. Especially in this Nigeria, is so not depend. As in, how much is salary first, and then salary comes in once a month. 30 days and by day 10 or something you finished it that's even if it lasted maybe day 5 girl did you say day 10 like day 3 day, do you understand yeah, after your money's like- and you know there are days when okay I, I haven't I, I don't know if I can say this I finished NYC April this is July I haven't been working yeah I've not had a I've not been working anywhere not because I've not gotten jobs I've gotten I've gotten like three job offers now but then I look at it and I ask myself okay will my business suffer yes once my, I'm not going to shake it oh wow why because truth is my business is my legacy that all these clinics that they want me to work in is their legacy they have worked they have built their legacies I will come I will go they will find someone else to replace me so I rather put my business first in the sense why for example, a job that requires me working Monday to Saturday, meaning I just have Sundays, Mm-mm. not going to work. What happens to my business? That means I don't have any time for anything in the business. Is it worth it? The question was yes. Is it, is it yes. worth it? Yes, it is. Um, when I started, it looked like, uh, yeah, small money, small money. But when I initially, I wasn't taking record, like, as how much profit was yes, coming. Yes, but in. now, you know, I, re- I record the tiny, I mean, I record the 65 naira that's. Um, the bank charges me for using someone else's ATM. I do 15 hours for another. I, I record everything. And the money that comes in is it's like, wow. I mean, I started this business for 30,000 naira. So you can imagine. And right now, in my room, I have, I have like close to 100 fabrics. And it's, the business has grown to that level. And it is, first, it's, it's, it's something that is an extra source of income. I enjoy doing it. I'm not just doing it because I... Because, well, what else would I be doing? But I actually enjoy doing it. I always say that um, me walking into a shop that has Ankara is like going to a, like a kid in a candy store. Really? I'm looking for, like, I can, one, okay, one thing that people always say when they come to my page is your, your designs are unique. Why? Because I walk in and you can give me 20 fabrics and I'll pick none because I just can't see what I'm looking for. And I always ask myself, will I wait? If I can wait, I'm going to, then I can sell it. If I can't wait, I'm probably, in fact, even when they try, there are some, you know, sometimes you go and then my supplier is like, ah, this one is fine. I always know. And those ones usually last long. Nobody buys them. And I'll say, and I'll take it back. I told you nobody's going to buy this one. But then, when, once I see a fabric, I just, sometimes I just know. I already know when a fabric is going to be a bestseller. I'll just pick it up. This one is going to sell. And then it just moves. And I enjoy it. It, it gives me joy. It gives me, especially when I see, when I see what people make out of it. And then personally, I'm like, wow, this is lovely. You know, I go to church almost every Sunday in church. Somebody wears a fabric that they bought from me. I'm like, ah, look at this fabric. Sometimes I don't even remember. They're like, ah, you can't remember. I bought it from you. And that's what really makes me happy. And I feel like that, that should be the joy of it. It shouldn't just be about the money. 
because for me right now it's not just about the money it's it's about the happiness the fact that you can i'm putting smiles on people's faces you can call me um this evening and say you know what i want to buy a gift for my boss tomorrow can i get fabric from you and you have something nice to pick from and you put a smile on your boss's face as in those are things that make me happy not just the the money is good but not just the money really so okay yeah i can see totally what this you talking about it for this long means you really like it you enjoy what you're doing one of the reviews i saw on twitter about your business is you deliver quickly and you deliver on time even me i've experienced it like it's like next day delivery or sometimes the same day it's really hard on instagram for someone who has bought stuff off instagram most people tell you three days then you wait or four days even though you transfer the money like almost immediately why is delivery same day delivery or next day delivery very important to your business or you personally see i didn't get to i didn't get the same day delivery in a day so now when i started uh say in fact delivery was even a problem same day delivery was even used to happen it take like maybe two days in fact i had a i think one of the things that broke me was last year I had a delivery. I, used, I won't mention the company's name. I used, I used a delivery company. It used to take like two days. And then this particular day, it took like three days. And then the customer called me and she was threatening that I should refund her money. Ha! Huh. I was so embarrassed. I was like, are you serious? As in, this, this has never happened to me before. And I remember I called the woman at the delivery company and I told her, I said, you people want to spoil my business. And that was like last time I used them. I just left. She called me. I think she called me like this year and said she doesn't see me again. I just left. Now, Customer service is so important to me, and I just—it's not easy for me to deliver fabrics the next day or that same day. But I would just rather—I just like that feeling of knowing that you can get it from me. And I feel when you when you order something, you know the excitement that comes with when is it going to come. Mm-hmm. So knowing that I can make that happen, like you get it that day or the next day, it's just. It just makes me, it makes me, it's not easy. A lot of times I'm, I'm breaking my neck, breaking my back to make it happen. But the, the response I've gotten so far makes it what the, what the effort, I, of course, is more expensive. It's more expensive doing next-day deliveries or same-day deliveries. It's way more expensive than if I had to do the longer process. But I enjoy it. It's, it, has, it has taken a lot of research, research, because, you know, I have to keep, trying out different people okay which one works which one doesn't work but so far so far customer satisfaction is topmost topmost that's very good do you have any top five brands you love selling their fabrics as you said you said they had up to 20 different brands of fabrics i didn't even know that i know daviva and maybe one or two others so yeah do you have names of brands okay for now i still really like daviva why they they are different they are they colorful. are yes they are really colorful daviva daviva who just make one design here like you look at the outfit i already think you know like 20 different things that you can make with it then there's this new brand that they just started the funny thing is that a lot of all these brands people don't know actually just one company making different clothes in different grades is the way is the way Peak Milk is the owner of um, Three Crown, but it's just one is higher than the other. For example, Daviva is the owner of Excellence. It's the same quality yeah. text. Yep. They just have different grades. And um, so they have a new brand called um, Virtuous that is, is relatively new in the market. They don't even have so many suppliers yet. So 
I like them too because they're making quality. It's more affordable than the Viva, and it's it's good. They don't have so many prints out yet, but right now, yeah, they are they are doing well. Excellence. They, I think they can do better with okay. their designs. They are okay, but their designs are just a bit monotonous sometimes. Okay. Um, I like Vlisco. Yeah, Blisco is kind of pricey, right? Yes, Blisco is pricey. And Blisco has, like, some people have ex- exclusive rights to sell them. Now, there's there's another kind of Blisco in the market. I'm not talking about that Blisco. I'm talking about the view of Blisco. Mm-hmm. Blisco is beautiful. But one issue Blisco has is that, because of how Nigeria is, people copy their designs a lot. Almost every... In fact, I can tell you that all, you see all these common designs. There are, some, there are some designs in the market that have names. All this burning bush, um, sweet mother, all those things. They originally... Mm-hmm. I don't even know all these. You won't know <laughs> like, the names. Okay. Do you get? But, you, but like record. Now, if I show you record, I don't have any record because I don't really stock it. Okay. But if I showed you a picture of record, you would know it. You've seen it. There's um, there's so many. There's Sweet Mother. There's um, ah, there's one I can't remember the name right now. But there are some. Most of them have names, right? Now the thing is that they are most of them are originally Vlisco designs that have been copied, copied, replicated so like a million and ten times that I think Visco self is just tired and has just left them to their <laughs> to the you know what copied. And I feel like that's something that we need to work on in Nigeria. We can't we can't let people copy other people's designs. It's not fair. And personally I try my best to not buy but the thing is sometimes you don't even know that the print you are buying is a copy of oh. You until there are some designs that I will see, and I guess the design is nice until I now see the Daviva, which are like, what well, people copy Daviva now, but that also shows you how much work people like Daviva have to do because it cannot be easy to create something, and we need to respect copyrights. And it's something that Nigeria as a whole, I don't think we've gotten that yet. We really need to, especially creative copywriting. you I can bring in the issue of me watermarking my pictures right now. Like, it's it's bad. Don't take someone else's work and make it yours. It's just, like, there's no there's no big deal in doing something. And, like, I don't even know. It's stressful. I know how you feel. If you want to take them to court, you can give me a call. I, I'll help you. No, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. But the, the way I see it is, is, like, somebody, imagine you being in school writing, going through your work, doing homework, doing doing homework, doing exams, and then someone just comes and then copies everything and goes to present it. And then that person even gets a higher mark than you do. Do you, you know how you feel you cheated? Basically. So that's how you should also feel about you see a product on someone's page and then you take that product and then you put even with the do you know people even with a watermark, people will crop out your watermark. They'll take the top or the bottom part and then they put it up on their page. It's like how? As in this is money. This is time. This is data. We cannot data is expensive. I know how much I spend for data every month because you know you have to keep you have to be visible. And then someone just takes it and then crops it and then puts it up and then tells their customer that oh I have this fabric when you actually don't. And these are little things that just piss people off. Same way with people who are copying other people's fabrics. But then they will say we are all guilty. Why? All of us see one nice that we like on Instagram and then we show it to our tailors. I know, right? <laughs> Okay, now that you said this, uh, what you talked about, people cropping your, your picture. I know how annoying that can be. I know you're a Christian, and I want to know how, are there times you this is your business, Ankara Dentist's business, 
and other times it can test your faith your christian faith like there's some things you really want to do but because you're a christian you're just like you people i'll take you to god in prayer <laughs> yes recently a a customer what do i even call her a customer yeah, she was a customer because she was buying fabrics from me. But then I, I now realized that she was actually, she was actually now, I later realized that what she was, she you know, she would come, she would buy, she want to buy this fabric from me at a discounted price. Then for some reason, I just decided to investigate into the matter. And I found out that she actually had her own business page. And what she was doing was that she was taking pictures from my fab, from my page and then putting it on her page. And then she would now come and meet me that she please sell the fabrics to her at a discount. It wasn't like she was buying like 10 or She could just buy one or two and then she would now resell it. And that really got to me because I was, I was upset. I was mad. I was so mad. And then to make things worse, she now called me one day and asked for... Because I, have, I, I don't believe in um, no, no, no swapping, no. I don't, if, you, if you buy a fabric from me and you don't like it, swap. I don't have any issues with that. I mean... It's not a big deal. You bought it. It's your money you paid. You deserve to get value for your money. So that particular day, I was having I was having a really rough day. I had to babysit two children minus other things. So she bought she bought some fabric from me for the same reason to resell. No problem. So she got one of the fabrics she got. She called me and said it was it had a stain on it. And I was like, okay, no problem. You can send it back. I'll swap it. And she just got she just she just got angry and started saying at what cost. I was like, okay. When she mentioned cost, and I said, okay, do you want a refund? Because to me, refund is also not a big deal. I refund my customers. Like, if you have an issue, do you want to refund or? And then she hung up, and I was also confused because like, what did I say wrong? As in, do you want another fabric or you want a refund? But I feel like now that day I called her and I. That's the first time I've ever been that angry at a customer. But I feel like it was also from a place of 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 resentment. Why? Because I found out that this person was practically stealing from me. So for her to now call me, okay, then she now told me that I had bad customer service. And that, that hurts deep. Because I know how much effort I put into my brand. So for someone to call me and tell me that I don't have... And I remember at the end of the day, I... It's it, next morning. I was so hurt, and you know, I was trying to pray. It just wasn't working out because I was just so emotional about the whole thing. So yes, yeah, sometimes businesses can businesses can really just push it to the wall. But in terms of money or price, no, I don't think I've ever had to money. No, I'm I'm too I'm too. Then thing see thing about business and money is that you have to you have to you have to remember that. No matter what, you're in it for the profits. There's no point doing a business if there's no profit in it. So, just once you don't feel like that profit, though, your conscience is like. No, there was a time when I used to wonder. I don't believe in you. See, you buy something for four thousand naira. Now I'm gonna start saying it for forty thousand naira. I'm not there. I'm not. I'm not about that life. But something decent like you know some some people some people you see some comments on Twitter and you see things like eh. You bought something for two thousand naira in Balogun. You now come come and sell it for four five. <sighs> when I see that, you see, I don't know how to break it down to people, but uh, and then uh, you come sell it for four five online. And I'll, what I want to ask people is go to the market and buy it for two thousand. People don't want to do that. You want to come online and see it for the same two thousand. You've forgotten that the person who went to the market for two thousand first for person to even for person to even know the person that sold it for two thousand is one thing. That's true. Because in that market, you will find plenty prices. Now, this person bought that thing 
calculated transport, calculated refreshment in the market because sometimes you are, you are so tired, you just want to get yourself a bottle of malt. Calculated a la barrel, packaged it for you nicely, bought data, put it on the net, you found it, used credit to call whoever was going to call whoever, got it across to you. Now, this person saved you so much trouble, but you didn't see all that. All you just saw was that you saw it here and you saw it there, and it's supposed to be the same price. It doesn't work like that. As in, there's so, there's so much that goes to... People, people, people tend to look down on online... People tend to look down on online businesses like, what exactly are you doing? And you people are just ripping people off and blah, 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 blah. And you know, sometimes people say, I'll just go to the market myself. Go. When people say that, I just tell them, okay, fine, go. And why? Because first, I know that most of, most of the fabrics I stock, even if you find them in the markets, you're not going to just find them anywhere in the market. I know where I go to. I, in fact, some of the things I sell, you can't even find them in the market. Even if you, you can't, you can't go to the market and tell them to sell you cloth of two yards. Nobody's going to sell that to you. But I'm here. I'm risking. I have fabrics that are one, one yard in this house. Why? Because I've been nice and I've sold some fabrics for two yards and three yards. And now I'm stuck with one yard. And I have to decide what I'm going to do with the one yard. But who's going to do that in the market? Market people are, there are some risks that we, we online people are taking that people in the market are not taking. But then you, you know, because, you know, it's online, everybody has, everybody, everybody has 200 data, so everybody can come and say anything they want to say. But I feel, let's respect each other. The same way you are working your job and you don't want anybody to insult you, do not insult that online person because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. If you see me when, like, for example, I don't use um, paper bags because I feel the waste. I feel like nylon bags are waste. I use brown paper. If you see how long it takes me to wrap, fold, put a brown paper, put the sticker, and you know, there was a day I went somewhere, I gave somebody her fabric, and right in my, she just stopped. Ah! I was like, what? Do you know how long it took me to wrap that? And she just tried. I was like, well, it has now. I don't yeah, have it sick. Yeah. So there's just so much that goes into it. And you just hear lots of, you just hear lots of things on social media, but you can't be discouraged. Your face, eyes on the price. Eyes on the price. Where do you see the brand going to in the next five years? Bigger, better. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I don't know if, if, if by five years, if I can start producing my own fabric, even if, even if it's not on a large scale, I would really, 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 really love that. Now, I'm very curious. Were some of your dentistry skills applicable in business? How? It's still like a mix between medicine or dentistry and business. Some way. I don't think so. Really? See, I, I, I preach this gospel on Twitter every day. Medical school, they do not, pre- they do not prepare you for the business world. They basically, if, even for, see, even for medical world, Doing house job, you discover that world things you know are really not the things you can do, basically. But I feel like I don't know how medicine is taught in other countries, but in Nigeria, they really do not prepare you for the business world. You come out and you don't. I can say this: you basically don't even know how to negotiate for your first salary. You don't. If I go for an interview and they say, "Okay, how much do you want us to pay you?" You'd be surprised that a lot of doctors cannot say, "Oh, this is what I want," or "This is how much you should pay me." Why? Because we we just. 
nobody really gives you that extra prep nobody gives you that whole okay yes what you're doing is a service but then it can also be a business so it's just a few people who now take out the time learn it from probably other people that ask you oh there's a business part of this for example after my house job when i worked in a private clinic that was when i now realized that okay there is money you have to make money it's not just providing services you have to think about the profit you're making so that was like my only my only glimpse at what at business from a medical perspective but not many people have that experience so a lot of people are just thinking about this is a patient i treat the patient they're not thinking about the money they're not thinking about the running costs of like the the i mean i'm a dentist we use materials a lot our materials are expensive but because you know if you work in a hospital a general hospital all you know is that somebody's bringing the materials you're not thinking about how much that person is buying you just think ah this patient is paying money they'll tell you oh dentistry is expensive but nobody talks about how much goes into dentistry so i don't think anything in business i think instead business has made me see dentistry in a different light mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it has me now when a, when a patient comes in and the patient says, I just think, for example, when I got braces, you know, a lot of people will tell you that ah, braces are expensive. But now I understand why braces are expensive. Because I, I'm looking at it from not just the doctor's perspective, but I'm looking at it from a businessman's perspective. We are buying materials for you. This thing, this metal, you're fixing it too. You're okay. fixing it. If you break one, I can't just buy one. I have to buy a whole new set and then pick out that one. Who pays for the rest? Mm hmm. Oh wow! That's I how that. that's how it is. They don't sell just one; they sell it in a set. So if one and these things tend to fall off a lot. So if one falls off, I have to buy you a whole new pack. Who is paying for that pack? So you, I have to calculate all that when I'm giving you a price. There's so much I'm using, and most people who wear braces minimum. Okay, now they are saying there's fast braces. It's one year, so that means you're going to keep coming. You you maybe you paid that money in January. I'm going to be seeing you till next January. Wait, you're not paying me anymore. I've collected the money once. Even if prices of things go up or anything, I have to factor in all those things. Now, the old me would just hit us. Ah, this thing's expensive. But now I know that, okay, the business part of it is you have to factor in how much. If this, if this person is breaking brackets, I have to calculate it. If this person is going to, because some, page, some people are braces for as long as seven years. Mm-hmm. If this person is going to, my, and person has paid. I can't ask you for money. Yeah, yeah five. Do you understand? Even if I'm asking you, you cannot be that that amount of money. Just little, little things. So that's where the business part comes in. And those are things that I wasn't taught in school. I don't want to say we are not taught, but I wasn't taught. You weren't yes. taught in school. Mm-mm. And oh. you weren't even given the option to take like a business class mm-hmm. or something. Yes. And I, I, if I ever have to come back and help with the curriculum, I'm going to advocate every single person should do should borrow a course in business administration, hospital management, business management, just learn something. Or, or just basic finance. A lot of people don't know how to handle money just, and what you understand, invest money because <laughs> like, you know, a lot of people finish house job and okay, you know, as an intern, the money they are paying you is a lot. And then immediately after internship you become a copper. And then money just drops. I mean mine I, I got a good place in quotes and the money was half of what they were paying me as a house officer. Half, exactly half of what they were paying me as a house officer. And that's a huge drop. But then you have to adjust because some people were not even paid anything. I have, I have a friend who was offered 850 naira, And where she was working before, she was earning like 190 something. So how do you go? How do you how do you sustain a lifestyle of 190 something thousand every month to, 80, to 850 naira? Not a thousand, not up to a thousand naira. It's fifty camel feed you for a day. No accommodation. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? But nobody teaches investments. You know, a few a few of us when we we're in school, some people had bought land. But how many of us even thought about that? Like, okay, buy land. Um, Imagine if I had known that, okay, I could start a business when I was a student or if I just tried. But, you know, sometimes the medical school, you're just so engulfed in, ah, let me just pass. Let me just become a doctor. And That's then, true. so now you are a doctor. What next? And then you now realize that you're still, then you, you now start getting angry with the system, shouting that eh, doctors are not being paid as much as they want to. And, but the truth is that doctors are still some of the highest paid in Nigeria. Let's be very fair. It's just that the economy doesn't allow us to earn, doesn't allow the money that we're earning to show. So we get angry. But truth is, if we had just been taught how to manage our money, we would know, okay, these, as in doctors are so brilliant. They're so, when I think about things that my classmates can do, that people around me can do, I realize, you, when, when some of my friends meet me, I'm like, you can also start a business. Just apply yourself. But, you know, I always say medicine is a very jealous profession. It doesn't really let you do any other thing. So you have to decide to fight Yo, imagine if, 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 you ha- if you have to do calls now, without when you one customer will be calling you and saying, my fabric did not get to me. <laughs> yeah, thinking about surgery or thinking about surgery. Do you understand? Like, is your phone even with you? So there's just so much that, that has to be done. And I feel like the medical curriculum actually could do better. in Because not everybody's going to be able to attend general hospitals. Another thing that I didn't learn was, I didn't know anything about HMOs as a student was until I started working in private clinic, I found out, that, okay, there's actually something like... It's insurance for students? No, no. Even if... But it's possible for students to get it now. You can pay for a year. But I'm saying, I didn't even know that there were people who walked into hospitals based on health insurance. Oh, this is another way of getting money. I mean, there are doctors who actually work in health insurance companies. So, there was so much that I did not know until I stepped out there. I realized, oh, this is another way to make money. People are floating insurance companies. Even though I heard now they've stopped, they've stopped giving license in Nigeria. But there's just so much that I feel like my education did not give me Enough. as much as, didn't, didn't equip me for life as I have liked it to. It just, yeah, so yeah, doctor, what next, basically? And that's something I would really like to, if I, if I could, if they listen to me, I'll tell them to add it to the curriculum. Okay. So dentistry takes your nine to five and your weekends is for your Ankara business. How do you relax? What do you do for fun? How do you take care of your mental health? Now, for weekends when I am not on call, how do I do? Social media helps. Okay, we make it a habit to watch movies every Wednesday. We try. Doesn't sometimes there's nothing interesting showing the cinema, so we don't go. Lagos. Okay, there was time I really used to go out, but I've stopped now. I don't even know why. I think Lagos. Sometimes you just rather sleep in your house rather than go out and Seriously. just spend money. <laughs> and spend money. I read books. I used to blog. I don't blog anymore. Yes, you had a blog. She's a writer too. So imagine you're running a business. You're a dentist. You're a writer. You I know. can I can do all things through yeah, Christ. Yes. <laughs> um, so how do I basically? Well, how do you unwind from the unwind? the stress of running a business and I'm a in, job? And I mean, I'm in choir. I just I joined I joined choir again last year. Last year, maybe September. I didn't even know you sang or you sing. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, <laughs> really? but I. I have a really high pitch soprano. That's what they always tell me. Quiet. You're, you can sing. Oh, they always try and make me hit all these ridiculous pitches that oh, I do not really? Play. Yes. I've known Rolai for how many years now? And I, and this is something I'm just learning for the first time. So, yeah, by the way, she acts too. <gasps> That's true, no, girl. No, no, <laughs> Her acting no. career is dead, <laughs> no, though. Our acting career. No, no. Forever. 
Okay. So yes, so I, I I enjoy that um, every Saturday. Query has ours. I love it. I love. It. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate, like, share. Please leave a review on iTunes. Share with your friends. Tell a friend about this podcast, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.